Welcome to the SNA Live podcast, hosted by Three the Hard Way. This is for the culture. Black and Latinx, where you at? What's good, cigar fam? It's your boy Seaway, and welcome to SNA Live, the show not just about cigars and cigar lounges, but life in general. Because if you're in a nice ass cigar lounge with your peoples and only talking about cigars, then you've missed the whole motherfucking point. We're recording live as always from Smoking Ashes, Cigars, and Haberdashery, the hottest cigar lounge in these United States. With me as always are my partner in crime, the GM in Leak. Say what's up to the people. What's good, what's good, what's going on? What's going on, fam? We can now be seen on one institution media's platform as we are now part of the OIM family. What's good, one institution, how y'all doing? Today's episode is episode number 12, entitled Gang Gang. <laughs> We're talking about the mass incarceration problem in these United States. We're talking about the gang population exploding because or stemming from that mass incarceration. We also got our notable mention segment. We got our segment we call What You Rockin' With, where we're going to talk about what we're feeling, what we're vibing with this particular week. And with that being said, as usual, cut your stick, light them up, and let's get it popping. Welcome to SNA Live, a podcast like no other. Featuring three the hard way. You, you want it, you got it. Yes, yes. Episode 1212, titled Gang Gang. You know all about this if you've been from the streets all the way to the prisons. Now it's time for you to hear some facts, so just sit back and listen. But right about now, it's a perfect time to get your stick. Get your drink, get your seat, and let's rock. Episode number 12. Crazy gang gang. So... Before we get into our topics, as we usually do at this point, we got to talk about what we're smoking, what we're drinking. So, Rye, since you are firing up your stick right now, I'm going to let you start it off, brother. What you got today? All right. So, I have not um, had this one yet. This is a brand new addition to our humidor. Yes, it is. It's another version of the, the Lost and Found Pepper Cream. Okay. But this one is the Especial. Okay. And um, this one here is just loaded with San Andreas wrappers, which is what we love. Mm-hmm. It's loaded with Sumatra binder, mm-hmm. which is another one that we love. Sir. And it's got an aged Criollo with aged C98, which is Criollo 98 as well. And something called Allure, which I've never had before, an aged Allure. Okay. So we're gonna find out. Never had this one before. Okay. I've had the original pepper cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one just came out. At least to, you know, for us to have it. And you can cop this here as always. It. Stop by to win a Wall Raven Drive, T Neck, New Jersey. I'll let you boys. So Sir. Malik, what are you smoking this week? So I'm smoking one of my favorites in that humidor. I know I've said that before, but this actually might be definitely top what, two. What it's is not that? for real for real this time. It's for, I'm, this is a flavor bomb. Tell me which one this is. Bomb. This is the A.D. Ventura, the King's Gold Yo. from A.D. Ventura. Yo, that fucking cigar is magic. Mm. It's definitely one of the best cigars I've had. So, real quick story. When the first time I had this, Henderson, shout out to Henderson Ventura, owner. He came here, and uh, he's just you know walking around, you know taking a look, hanging out. And 
I was, he's about to leave. He kind of he had the he had the little Corona, I believe. So he he kind of sneaks it to me because I guess that was the last one he had. He goes, try this. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. So he hadn't left yet. So I started smoking, and yo, I was like, wow. Like when you talk about all, you ever see, you ever read those reviews? And these guys start, you know, talking about all these like flavors of cinnamon and and uh, and you like, man, I don't yeah, taste none don't of that taste shit. None of that. This is that cigar where you like, all right, I taste some of those. Gotcha. <laughs> like gotcha. I, it's cinnamony, cream, creamy. Um, Yo, but it has everything it has all everything in one. Everything going on, like it's so much going on. But in to this me, cigar, the thing man. is the rapper. Yeah, the rapper pulls rapper. it all together. Definitely, it's very unique rapper. Definitely very. So unique. that dude knew what he was doing when he Hell played to you. Yeah, yeah. He knew what he was you doing. know he. he that he was, had me salivating. Yeah, he had and I ordered like yeah. two days later. I ordered. Like, <laughs> and we've three been boxes. ordering ever since. <laughs> and he was like, "Gotcha, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> really quick breakdown: Connecticut Broadleaf. Everybody knows it's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, Connecticut Broadleaf wrapper, Mexican San Andres binder, and it has fillers from DR, US, and um, Nicaragua. So again, a lot okay. of lot going on in the cigar. So definitely one of my favorites. If you haven't tried it, definitely you know we have it here. At Smoke and Ashes, 200 Wall Raven Drive, Teaneck, New Jersey, 07666. That's right. Now, Conway, what are you rocking with right now with your cigar of the choice? So, I've done this the past couple of episodes. You know, I, I stay away usually. Yeah, you stay from, to the right again? Yeah, I, I, went, I went that way again because I'm like, you know what? Okay. I've been, I've been real, like, just selective about what I'm smoking and staying away from, you know, the, the, the staples, you know what I'm saying? Of, 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 the majority of other cigar lounges because we separate ourselves because we focus on a small batch of boutique. So I pride myself on, on sampling those, enjoying those, and I kind of stay away from, you know, the, the, the bigger name brands. But yeah. I figured, you know what? I got to give them a chance, right? So what I have today is the Oliva Siri V. It's the Bellicosa size. Um, so this one, it has Nicaraguan long filler. And binder with the Ecuadorian Habano sun-grown wrapper. So much like you were saying before, with respect to tasting the notes that they actually talk about. So I read the review. It's supposed to have notes of rich coffee, dark chocolate, and literally, like on poll number two or three, I was like, oh, got right it. away, got it. Okay, yeah. it wasn't bullshit. You know what I mean? Like the, the flavor's actually actually coming through. So I'm definitely, definitely feeling this one right off the bat. I don't even have to like wait to that's say a big, like, that's, that's one a of the big sellers yeah, here too. Though. Cigar too. And it's one of our big sellers here too. Yeah. yeah, no, it is. It is. It's a staple and people come in and they buy that. Go they definitely right buy that. But you know what though? I've always been that dude. Like when, if everybody's doing something, I'm like, all right, that's cool. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I'm gonna go somewhere. I'm gonna go left. Want, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But you know what? All these people can't be wrong. No, they can't. They can't. Nah, it's on point. It definitely is on point. So we also got to talk about what we're sipping on today. So I'm not sure if we broke this out in season one. I want to say yes. I think we did. I think we did. But for those who haven't seen season one, number one. You couldn't see it. You're slipping. Yeah. You can only hear well, it. You can hear it. But yeah. yeah. Experienced it. Absolutely. Better, better That's a better way. Yeah. yeah. If you haven't experienced season one, you're slipping. Catch up now. But we brought this out for, for season two. It's the Elijah Craig a small batch Kentucky bourbon. So it's a relatively priced, you know, um, small batch bourbon. You can get this size bottle for probably like around 25 to 35, depending on yeah. the, you store. Know, just the store, exactly where you're buying it. Um, it's supposed to have notes of warm spice and uh, 
like a subtle smoky flavor. And I'm like, okay. I'm not gonna do it. Don't do it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Keep going. Face. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's all good though. I so know, like, I could taste those oh, same type of uh, descriptions you gave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I can so, still pick up the smoke. And that's the thing. That's what I like about the on the bourbon. back end. It it and it complements a cigar. It doesn't overpower it. And we've we've had a couple of episodes where we've had some drinks that we won't you know shout out in terms of you know. Being having negative, any type of negative, negative review, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like, and eh, this is cool, but it's fucking up the yeah. smoke. You know what I mean? So yeah. this particular one, I think, it complements it. Yeah, you know it does. What I'm sure, it definitely does. It's the it's the peanut butter in your PBJ sandwich. You know what I mean? No, it is. It's not just overpowering the the, the, the flavor or the taste of, of your cigar. So and listen, guys, when you get a chance and you do smoke your own cigars and you do your own testing with your own like you know spirits. You know, take heed to what works together and what doesn't. Definitely. You yeah. know what I mean? Because you'll notice, right? There's been times where we bought a bottle, and we smoked some cigars in the backyard back in the day, and they'd just be like, what the fuck did yeah, we just do? Exactly. Yeah. Like, this thing is horrible. Yeah. You know, we end up cracking something else that's either in the crib, you know what I mean? Just because it wasn't, the blend wasn't working. Yeah. yeah. And then sometimes it hits home runs. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes the bottle's meant to be enjoyed alone, not with the. With that's true, the too. There is, yeah. that is true. You some know, are just it, better it, just to sip alone. Correct. Exactly, exactly. So, mass incarceration. Let's get into topic number one for the, for the day. Um, the one thing, you know, we a couple episodes ago, we, we were talking about, you know, the, the one thing this country loves is its guns. Yes, it does. But the other thing it loves, other than its drugs, is <laughs> facts. locking black and brown people up. Yeah, it's a fact. Yes. Like, it's, it's crazy. Matter so kind of made a mistake. Hold on. Keep going. Should have no affiliations for this uh, episode. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Good job. Yeah, good, good catch. Yeah, my bad. So the hair is gonna have to be what it is. Uh, <laughs> but you'll understand this. And it's, it's no knock on nothing. It's just that yeah, yeah, yeah. there's there's no affiliations with anything, and then can't even throw innuendo innuendos and have people pick up you know subliminals. So nah, just trying that. to cut that real dry, you know. We ain't about that life. Yeah, yeah, no, nah. no, no. We're in our forties. <laughs> We're good. Um, so yeah, my bad. So, no, it's cool. It's cool. Like, but that was a good catch. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It so, is what it is, man. So it it it. it we like like I said before, man. We just love locking up black and brown people in this country, and I'm just gonna just just before we get into like the whole discussion, just give a little context and some numbers. So this whole mass incarceration thing pretty much exploded in the the mid 1980s. Not surprised. Um, the what Reagan else? era. Yeah. What else? I was about to say. Man, what else era. was popping out during that yeah, time? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Crack epidemic. Yep. Reagan era. A lot of shit was going on. Yeah. CIA bringing drugs into the black community. Yep. A lot of shit was going on in the mid-80s. Yes, it was. So, the mid-1980s, you have this explosion and an uptick in incarceration. As of the end of 2016, we had about 2.3 million people incarcerated. Now, to give even more context... That's a lot of people. Our population... Is roughly 350 million people. Yeah, roughly, correct. Roughly, China, their number of incarcerated people, and then like the, I think it was like the latest uh, tallies that they did. Now, obviously, this is estimation because I know yeah, China's they not don't sitting know, there yeah. like, hey, Calvin, the, yeah, exactly, everybody, and, and and sharing it with us. Yeah, but true. estimations, 1.7 million. 1.7 million in yeah, China. In China, 
So what's their population? Like people, two billion? How many people? Or one billion? billion, one yeah. billion Literally people. a billion people. Yeah, they're three times the population of us. That's no point zero zero one percent of their population. It's, it's insane. It's insane. Mm. So, Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. And this is supposed to be a country, you know, and once again, this is not, I just want to make this clear. Because I know we, we sometimes rag on this country or whatever, but this is not an anti-American podcast. Absolutely not. We, what, love our, we love where we live. Because what it is, is, is that because we love it, we expect more of it. Yeah. And that's all it really boils down to. Facts. So it's like, okay, we have a third of the population, but more people incarcerated. So... That's so in the, in, the, in the mid 1980s. That's when it just spikes and then it hits its peak in 2016. Now, we are down yeah. in numbers. Mm-hmm. I think the the most 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 recent number is like 1.3, but in in terms of industrialized nations, we're still like leaps and bounds ahead it's of insane. most countries. It's insane. It's like, but you know, when you really dive into it, you know, it became two sided for the establishment to win. One, they lock up more black and brown folk which destroys a lot more black and brown families mm-hmm. and then a lot of people were making money off of these yes. corporations because you know, some people might not still know to today that most of these prisons that are not yeah. state run they're they're privately owned privately owned yeah so there's, there's there's money to be made and you got judges making money off of everybody everyone everyone makes money making some money. way somehow yeah and you know everyone nowadays watches their own tv shows so you know you know these law, prison law shows and well, law and order from that side but even like when you watch like these prison shows yeah. and you know or shows that are gang related you know you get the other side to it mm-hmm. and they see what goes on yo just because you them. mentioned law and order i just gotta say this show. I, I know you hate that show yo <laughs> yo weren't you on set bro one day yeah <laughs> he was a consultant they hired you as a consultant no, yo all right so i had a quick story Conway's like yo all this shit's bullshit hire me baby no no so quick story so I, I was on set, but completely by accident. It was Lord Order SVU. It's my show, right? I was yeah, coming from, I was coming off the uh, the six train in the for people that know the New York City area, um, the Brooklyn Bridge mm-hmm. six train stop is where you get off to get to uh, Manhattan Criminal Court. So, but you have to walk uh, about two three blocks away from the from the um, the train stop. So they were filming a Lord Order SVU uh, episode right in the area in front of One Center Street. So I get off the train, I'm walking, and I'm always thinking about, okay, when I get to court, I need to do this, that, and the other. So I'm kind of oblivious to where I'm walking sometimes because I'm just like, I'm t- I have tunnel vision in terms of where I'm trying to get to. So all of a sudden, yes, we know. I'm we, like, we know, brother. That's Conway. <laughs> yo, so all of a sudden, I'm like, yo, is that Detective Benson from Law and Order SVU? That's what happened right there. He's like, oh. Yeah, and she's as bad in person as she is on TV. She, she has to be. But then she looks at me like, motherfucker, what are you? Who is this? I don't remember this part in the fucking Con, script. Con, oh, you actually like Con I walked through the, the, Yeah, I walked she's through like, the Con, set. Con, yo, who is this guy? <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm in a suit. I got my nice shades suit, on. brother, but you got to get the hell out of here. <laughs> no, but seriously, Damn. though, what I was going to get to was, yo, Law and Order, I think single-handedly like ruins people's perception of like what the the criminal justice system is in this country man but you know what they're doing they're trying to give their own take of like real life stories and they're kind of misconstruing it you know what i mean like they do use a lot of like real stories they do but then they twist it they twist it yeah hollywood for making entertainment it's done hollywood exactly it's got hollywood but that's the you said it you hit the nail right on the head entertainment that's exactly what it is people watch it and are like oh this is how this is law is in 
This is law. And a criminal suit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. yeah, it's not. It's so like I encourage people, yo, when shit opens back up, go to a courthouse and watch how shit really happens. And you're gonna be like, well, wait a minute. I can imagine that. I mean, you've been there so many years, so many court sessions you've been through. And then you watch a movie one day and you're like, yo, this is so not how yeah. this shit works. Yeah. But it's entertaining to me too. That's entertainment. Yeah, I get it's it. pure entertainment to me. Yeah, I'm but sorry. yeah, no, but it's yeah. all right. But just the point that was being made before yeah. was just though how the prisons. It worked two-sided for the establishment, and you can call me biased. You know what I mean? You can turn around and sit and say a lot of these, a lot of these guys murdered people, killed people, raped people. Yeah, some of those guys did, but not all of them. But not every single one of them. Just some guy the other day, really. I just read an article. He was in jail for like eight years, mm. and he told everyone in the courtroom he got held in contempt because he turned around and stood up and told the family and the other people, like, yo, I'm not the one who killed your son. Yeah. Like, he was telling them, judge was yelling at him, everybody. He's like, I did not do this. Yeah. They just found that eight years later he was innocent. Crazy, of course. Yeah. I mean, look at Baltimore when they uncovered all those uh, planting of, uh, planting, you know, drugs and guns on people. And yeah. for years, there's, you know how yeah. many people are probably in that system that are innocent because cops just wanted to make their numbers and wanted to get paid and just planted shit on, on innocent people. I will sit here and say people, this. Man. I will say this. And, and uh, this is to the recent days because the, the thing that happened back in the 80s, that was just driven to just break up the homes. Yeah, sure. That definitely was. And I'm not saying that today is not but I believe that today is more about greed than anything because a lot of these, listen, the same way teachers need to be paid more, I feel the same way about cops and things Definitely. like that. Definitely. They need more training and things like that, but they deserve to get paid more yeah. so that they don't have to worry about trying to make, make things, quotas and all this make shit. these yeah. quotas and feel forced into having to need to have to have overtime sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like their job shouldn't be like that. Exactly. They shouldn't be considered like a utility worker. Because now you get overtime. there's a money incentive. There's an incentive to, to just do there. shit. And yeah. listen, I'm gonna be, we're all human. Yeah. I could be having a rough time. Yeah. Yo, my government, my wife got cancer. I can't yeah. afford the fucking or meds. My kids about to go to school, like, any kind of like pressure, college or whatever. Any like, kind yeah, of yo, pressure. I'm trying to get this tuition. I want my kid to have a better life than me. Yeah. And real talk, especially in the '90s, 2000s, a lot of these cops was arresting dudes, watching these dudes make real money, while these dudes is making like forty grand. Come on, in New York City, to be starting off with a salary of like thirty-five thousand dollars in New York City, that's, that's ridiculous. You're basically like. Poor. Yeah, you know exactly. what I'm saying? Like, As a cop, you still gotta live at home with your parents. And you're, you're a, a cop, cop though. <laughs> it's crazy, man. That's so crazy. I'm honestly, I'm not. This is a totally. I'm, we're being unbiased. I'm not le leaning on either side. I'm just saying though that if they took the money situation out of it, mm -hmm. you would probably see a difference in some of the numbers. Yeah. That leads yeah. to this. It, it's twofold though. It's increasing the pay and decreasing what they're responsible for. Like Correct. if somebody's having a psychiatric episode, like yeah. the cops should not they be called. They cannot be called yeah. there. They can be the call to support in yeah. case it gets physical. Yeah. I was but there should be some type of actual. It's funny you said that. I was watching some reality show and they were in San Antonio and there's this task force that's specifically designated to go out when somebody's having a, um, a mental psychiatric, a psychiatric episode. episode. Yeah. And they have their guns, but they don't come, you know, loaded with freaking uh, army behind them. It's just two guys that come and knock on the door. Hey, can we talk? You know, and like I saw them talk, talk a guy down that was literally about to stab himself. So, again, if they had more training. Like to your point, like what they said that just instead of bringing an army to somebody who's obviously out of their mind, that dude's gonna do something stupid. He's gonna do something crazy. You know what I mean? So again, it goes back to the training. Definitely the training, man. But <clears throat> at the end of the day, we can't, you know, just totally not understand the fact that there is literally a lot of people in jail. That yeah. just in general. Yeah. Well, when you when you have, I think, a, a general outlook on a whole race slash class of people. Like, well, you know what? 
these people are used to being in jail anyway. So what kind of, you know, what does it matter yeah. that if they get locked up for this or that? Like, because if I'm planting something on somebody or I'm setting up the system such that you're going to uh, more than likely get incarcerated, if their mindset is, well, they probably wouldn't get locked up for something anyway down the road. So better sooner rather than later and yeah. now we got them off the street. I feel like that's what happened in the 90s because in the 80s it happened so much by the 90s the cops were just so used to just doing it, it was like, yeah. yeah these guys are going to jail anyway that's in their minds right now these guys are in, they're in the street doing nothing they're going to go to jail anyway but the 80s and 90s were a little different with cops you know they didn't have the technology that, that's available now you know from the people you know yeah. so but I, I totally understand I get that Video point tapes and all, yeah. but again <clears throat> Watch documentaries like the one that still breaks my heart. I can never watch it again. The Khalif Router. Yeah, I can't. Never, I can never watch that again. That there, that story there, it just shows you how broken the system is. And Definitely. There's God knows how many more of those. Oh yeah, like that wasn't. I, I hope people don't see that documentary. It's a one and done. Yeah, like oh, it's an it's, it's an anomaly. Anomaly. Like this is so fucked up what happens to this dude, but that doesn't really happen. It's like yeah, that's actually the norm. Dude, I, I get depressed sometimes when I hear you. Mean you don't have to tell any stories, but the stories that you come back with about like shit that just goes on, but shit is depressing, man. It's it is. Bad. It's bad. And obviously, when we're saying all of this from obviously we grew up in in a city and we knew people who went through this. We have a lawyer, a criminal defense lawyer, who actually experienced it. So we're not just talking shit here. You know what I mean? But in in in. And that's the thing of it, though. That's why I started doing the work that I do because it wasn't just like I tell this. I tell my clients all the time, straight up. I'm like, yo, I'm not one of these like these these attorneys from square. like Long Island, square, or from like fucking Austin or something like that. A square, or, yeah. And being like, yo, I don't understand where you're coming from. Like, the, the, I've had clients in the Bronx talk to me about some shit sometimes. I'm like, yeah, you know, right across the street from Sunny Sunny. They're like, how the fuck you know that? I'm like, motherfucker, I, like, yeah, I know, I know the area. You know what I'm saying? It, yeah. I, I had one client one time tell me, um, you know, I, I went to the uh, the bodega to, to get a Dutch or whatever. I mean, I'm sorry, it's a cigar. That I said, motherfucker, <laughs> you seriously about to explain to me what a Dutch is? I thought oh, he was gonna explain God. to you what the bodega was. <laughs> <laughs> I was really gonna be like, oh shit, come on now, really? Yeah, no, sometimes it happens wow. though. They they because they just anticipate that that's if, what you're a lawyer. Yeah, you're not. You don't. You don't know what I know, and it's like, fam, no, I've grown yeah. up and played and done the same shit in the same streets as you. Exactly, exactly. So I just made a choice at some point in my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, which I, we I, all responsible for. And I, and I got lucky. That, that's, and that is a part. Listen, it's hard work, and there is some luck involved. Yeah, yeah. With every success story, yeah. any success story, and to me, just getting out, getting out mm-hmm. of your element where you were born, especially from where I know where we have grown up. Yeah. Just yeah. getting out is a is is a victory in itself. That's yeah. a championship Price. to me. Price. Definitely, definitely. So, when we say mass incarceration, um, we have to kind of also just kind of break it down with respect to there's federal prison, yeah. there's state prison, state. and there's jail. And sometimes they lump in people on probation and parole. Probation, maybe, I don't consider it, quote unquote, as a part of uh, incarceration, mass incarceration, to the extent that you never have to actually set foot in jail to get probation. Correct. You're basically saying, okay, as opposed to going to jail, I take I take this again. probation. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be supervised for X amount of years. Parole, on the other hand, you've gone to state prison, you got released, and here's the the, the crazy part. So parole, I think, is just like yes, you are physically out of 
jail. Prison. Of prison, I'm but, sorry. But you are still property of the state. Like they can do it. like all that stuff about you have a time search warrants and everything coming into your house. All that shit's out the window. Yeah, they can, they can just they come want. into your house anytime. They can they do want. whatever they want when they whatever the fuck they want they when they want. You. They still own you. Yeah. So when you have people who are on parole, to a certain extent, because they tell you shit like you have to be in by, like say eight p.m. You have a curfew. That's what I was saying. You have a curfew. That's what I was about to ask before. You, you can't uh, associate with known felons. Can't leave the state. You can't leave the state. You have to, you can't drink. Yeah, you can't do anything. So it's like, yo, and you you take drug tests too. Yeah, drug tests as well. So it's kind of like, yo. So I'm teased. If I'm going back, like if 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 I got out, and then don't be in a halfway house because half the halfway houses are in the hood. Exactly, yeah, exactly. And so I'm you're around back, everything, and I'm going back to the same neighborhood that That's I just left. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, go, go ahead, locked up. Go ahead, yeah. yeah, every I'm walking by the boys. Everybody's chilling. Yo, what's good? And I'm literally walking in for my 7:45 curfew. My boy, he got put in a half house, a halfway house in his hood that he yeah. got in trouble. In. I'm yep. Like, Yep. Yep. Going outside seeing the same dudes that you got in trouble. That's why he started getting in trouble again. Get your ass in the house. Yeah, yeah. It's sad because it's like it's set up for you to fail. No, it is. It's it definitely is. It's not like they put you up in like one of these like Westchester County like country clubs where you know like where you're still you know you know you're away from your element at least. Yeah. You you can try to feel what you know being around society is. Matter of fact. Mike Tyson, perfect example. But the cat skills. Facts. Yes. What happened to him? Yeah. It was life Facts. So, talking about parole, parole officers. So, Lee Cat put me on to this show called Shameless. If you haven't watched the show Shameless, amazing yes, fucking yes. show. So, I'm up to like one of the last seasons, and it's when the dude, I think his name's Ian, yeah. got on parole. Mm-hmm. His parole officer was like, yo, I just did a couple lines of coke. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to send my piss in. They violate you unless you do X, Y, and Z yeah. for me. Yeah, exactly. I was Got like, him. "Yo, Got him. what real. the fuck?" Yeah, and but female. Yo, but think yeah. about think about yeah. the parole officers though that are male with hot female. Mm-hmm. Mm. How they can take advantage of the situation? There's a Law yeah. and Order episode. <laughs> See, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> See, but there you she go. Was, she was raping dudes and telling them if you don't have sex, she was like big and unattractive. She was oh, like, so you she don't was have just sex taking the dick. Yeah, you're going back. Oh, in. it was a reverse. Reverse. Yeah, it was reverse. Oh, she, she thought she like, could get away with it. She was like, like she put, she was putting guns to their head and everything. What <laughs> the fuck? And obviously, you know, it was probably a true story, bro. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they probably, yeah. Holy shit. Right. Okay. <laughs> oh, she was going to get it, one way or the other. Got caught. I'm gonna get some of that prison dick. <laughs> and her mind, she's just like, you know, too, like, you want this. Like, you ain't ever had this. Mm-hmm. You ever had nothing. You in jail. He's like, yeah, I'll pass. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, she was not attracted at all. My right hand has done me well these past years. <sighs> I'll be all right a little longer. I'm gonna stick with Palmetto. <laughs> Palmolo. Palmolo. And Thumbelina. <laughs> Big, yeah, facts. <laughs> and on that note, man, we gotta. Take a brief pause. We're going to get into our Notable Mention segment. It's the SNA Live Podcast, and it's time for the Notable Mention. And we're back with our Notable Mention segment. Uh, Still laughing about that Thumbelina joke. Um, Which we'll get into in our next episode. I was going to say that too. (laughs) Facts. Stay tuned for that one. Wait for that one. You can't miss that one. You can't miss TV. So... We have to do our notable mention, uh, considering the topic um, of today or, or the topic of the episode on Doctor, not Mister. That's right, Doctor Guy Fisher. 
So for those that don't know, Guy Fisher, New York dude, uh, he was a part of the quote unquote the council, um, headed up by Nikki Barnes. They were a infamous heroin ring in the 70s in Harlem. Um, now, contrary to popular belief, Dr. Guy Fisher was a Bronx dude. Yes, yeah, he was. Bronx, yep. yep, they from the BX borough. Yeah, yeah, because most of the council was, was Harlem dudes. Yeah, yeah but yeah, now Guy Fisher was was from the Bronx. Guys though. from the X. Yeah, yeah. Shout out. So he, um, before his incarceration, bought the Apollo, which was so instant, which, which was so huge, huge at that point in time because to have a black man in the I think it was the late 70s early 80s when he purchased it to have him own the Apollo yeah. which meant so much for the community yes it did now we are not necessarily um, advocating for what he did to make his living to make his money or whatever yes, he put it back into his neighborhood exactly exactly one exactly. of the rare guys who did do that he put the money back into the neighborhood mm-hmm. you know and I, not for anything, I can't even say rare because a lot of yeah, the a lot stand up guys did yeah, do that yeah a lot of them did a lot of them did um, so when I say doctor, but that was a, that was a big purchase though. That's not yeah, that was like, huge. That's not like some Christmas gift. Nah, nah, nah. Purchase. Yeah, exactly. That was huge. So when I say doctor, it's not like he was a a, a pediatrician <laughs> slinging heroin and it got locked up. So he uh, got his doctorate in sociology while he was in prison. So in 1984, he was sentenced to life without the possibility of parole. Now. He was never, I don't think, convicted of any type of murders. No. I think it was all drug-related. Racketeering. Yeah. So going back to your point, Rye, about, you know, prisons being full of, quote-unquote, murderers and rapists, the actual numbers support the fact that it's more non-violent crimes, which is the craziest part, because what you're essentially stating is these people aren't physical threats to society. So as opposed to putting them in a cage with the violent people who are murderers and rapists. Yeah, I know what that feels like. Best believe when they come out, they're going to be violent motherfuckers because exactly. you just put them in, put them in with a bunch of violent motherfuckers. Yeah. They don't sep- they don't they don't separate prisons. Yeah. Like there's not a prison for rapists, a prison for murderers, a prison for no, they drug don't. dealers. No. You're going to Guy Fisher was in uh, Leavenworth with Islamic radical terrorists plotting like like world, yeah, shit to, to, to change the world. How does that even make sense? Anyway, Crazy. he also received his master's uh, while he was in in prison, so he made he made the most of his time. And which that's, I which I never thought awesome. I would see released in October 2020. Yes, he was. Welcome home. I remember growing up As we probably yeah, all do Like hearing, hearing stories yeah. Exactly Yeah and then when we had Those periodicals that came out What was it, the ones back in the day Like Don Diva Those that had the uh, stories yep. Feds magazine Feds, Feds magazine. Like yes. you read these stories yeah. Of these these guys in their lives mm-hmm. You're know, like holy shit Yeah There was a documentary on him So yeah. fact, I still have the DVD Oh shit word. The Guy Fisher story Yeah Oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. That's right That's right wow. Yeah man that dude was a legend Especially in the Bronx A lot of people don't know that Everybody's figured because he was with Nicky Barnes, he was a Harlem. Yeah, no, BX dude, BX yeah, man. Yeah. And again, like, hopefully, like he's home now. Maybe one day we'll get lucky enough to get him on the show with us. Yeah, yeah definitely. That'll be, be real cool. That'll, That'll be, nice. be real cool. Um, yo, one little quick thing that I found out while doing a little bit of research on him because I, I knew most of the stuff that I read. There's a couple other little points that I didn't know. Um, so one of the members of the council was a dude named Frank Matthews, 
So I was um, I watched a couple documentaries on um, Nicky Barnes, and I read his book. Uh, I think it was Mr. Untouchable. Mm-hmm. And Frank Matthews was one of the main dudes in the, of the council. So I'm thinking like everybody went to prison or died. This motherfucker is still at large. Get he got caught in 73 i think for like tax evasion or some shit like that wow and then never went back to court and just bounced never found heard from never found never heard and they said his estimated net worth at the time was about 20 mil so you can get what year is that in the 70s oh so that's that's a lot of exactly exactly definitely left the country without a doubt so the fact that this motherfucker is in his seventh, like, and look, I don't know what his lifestyle is. Yeah, yeah I mean, it could be in like a, a cabin in the in the bayou. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Or, or it could be he could be like a, up in Venezuela in a villa. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Exactly. Living like, life. Exactly. It's true. Yeah, you don't with know. With chicks man. like fanning him with big ass leaves. Yeah, you being don't fed, know. Peeled grapes. Or dead by now. Or, yeah, yeah. You know, you just don't know. That's the other thing. Yeah, it's the life. Yeah, that is. I mean, that's that's part of it. That's part of the life. And speaking of the life, we got to get into our next topic, which is basically the topic that gave us the title for this episode. And that's the gang phenomenon in America stemming from this mass incarceration that we're talking about. So we've said this time and time and again, and we're going to probably say it more. We're 80s babies. So you guys remember growing up yeah. watching movies from the 90s with the gangs. Mm-hmm. All out in LA Yeah And then all of a sudden It was like All that shit that went on In the 90s over there Right in front of your Right in front of your door It's like yo Crazy So what happened So Real talk It was happening here But it wasn't LA shit It wasn't We were used to watching Bloods and Crips On TV Yeah But out here during that time period, it was a whole nother. Well, we had the set. Latin Kings. You had the yeah, the Nianthas, the Latin Kings, Zulu yeah. Nation. Yeah. You know, Zulu and that, Nation. that was yeah. I grew up around all that shit. Yeah. So like I saw this shit. It was real. No, I remember that. So we because uh, the movie Warriors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we, we always had gangs. Facts. Yeah. I'm talking about the way LA yeah. did it. Yeah. Was just like it was it was foreign to us. Yeah. Yes, because well they were foreign to us. Yes. Their then, lifestyle, their, yeah. I mean, like, unless you grew up in Queens, we didn't really know about having houses in the hood. That's for yeah. one. Yeah. So when you see people growing up with, you know, being in these movies we watch, everyone had a house. You know, most of the people over here didn't take LA too serious at the yeah. time because you're like, you like at the end of the day, you still got a house. Yo. Yeah. And you got some trees and shit. Now, I'm not, I'm not shitting I would, on. Yeah. I would watch these movies and be like, what are y'all motherfuckers so Arguing mad about, at? me too. We over here in the winter. houses with palm trees. 40 story buildings. It is. People on top of 80 people. 80 degrees like every single day. And it's was, bright and sunny. And they was wearing leather bombers with wool hats. <laughs> now, we ain't hating on that lady. So you what you looking at, bitch? Now, now, scullies on. To their defense though, right? Yeah. What always happens here in New York when the weather get warm? Motherfuckers start wilding yeah, out. Yeah, crying. Yeah, niggas wild out. Yeah. But it's because we were cold for so long yeah. and we're so happy to just be out and about That's true. that we fucking wild out. So it's always hot over there, though. So they just always out. So that's that's my point, though. Like I know why it happens not, with us. It's not hot, hot. They should just be chilling. Yeah. You're saying like, it's, why are you so mad? It's not yeah, like it's how we get. Yeah, we get the heat waves out here. You know what I'm saying? LA is consistently. Like nine months out of the year, like seventy-five to eighty degrees yeah, with a nice little is. breeze, and it doesn't rain. It's yeah, exactly. No cloudiness to really, be depressed really. or nothing. You got sun. All Tony, Tony, Tony said it. It never rains in Southern <laughs> California. What the fuck, y'all mad at? It's true, bro. No, but seriously though, like, so what ended up happening? I think 
was now you have people with the whole drug game getting locked up in places where they don't they're not from so you have people uh, moving shit across state lines right yeah, so for instance you got some new york dudes moving down to baltimore yeah. but then you got la dudes la dudes coming out here coming out here la dudes coming out here and all of a sudden they recruit. get locked up recruit. and exactly exactly they need the protection so they recruit exactly it's gang life is for real out here in la let me tell you about it let me show you, you know yeah what I mean? and then yeah i never forget i think we was in like 10th grade again didn't know anything about gangs from the hood but again i didn't know about gangs like that and uh this kid in our school comes in the next day big ass bandage over his like what happened like some dude just literally walked up to him and shanked him yeah now in the beginning and, like it, was, I see, and it was yeah. a blood it was a blood related yeah. thing that and was when, when i first started hearing yeah. about the bloods i'm like yeah. wow this it is went crazy. rampant over here like over the but, 90s for a while but the it thing got that crazy but what killed us like i know for myself growing up around these other gangs that were new york dominant gangs like the, you know you said the kings and stuff yeah, yeah. nobody was running around slashing an old lady in the face nah, and nah. we were watching that happen left and right innocent victims yeah. like innocent people like it wasn't even like somebody who could defend themselves at the time they were getting themselves slashed left and right me. that shit bothered yeah. me you know kicking down the door slashing an old lady in her apartment yeah 67 year old lady living by herself with cancer yeah it's like what, what what's going on here never got that shit. yeah that's, where, that's where that's where it kind of it kind of went and left so no, but that's a good that's a good point. I never thought about that. It was the migration of people yeah, from all over. Exactly. Coming, and then it started in the jails, at least in the East Coast. It, it but but, that, but that's what I'm saying. Like without this mass incarceration, without this huge it uptick, yeah. it, it would it wouldn't have happened this way. It wouldn't have exploded because once you like you said, you that was a very you know, like astute point with respect to protection. Yeah. You have white dudes that go into prison not being skinheads. But they're a white dude in prison. They're like, yo, I'm about to get my white ass beat. And so you, who yeah, do you join? Facts. Now you have to almost. You have no and, choice. and that was a point that you made before you no on just how most of the people who go into prison are nonviolent crime offenders. Exactly. So if I just got arrested for doing some somewhat white collar shit. Or, or freaking you and that wasn't like, to the federal level you though. You had an ounce of weed and you get five years for an ounce of weed. Like, yeah. Come on. But now that like you said I'm a regular Joe. That's out and about Now I'm doing Like you said Even if I'm doing two years mm -hmm. If I'm doing 16 months yeah. I still gotta survive In here 16 months It's a long ass time It is man Three months is a long ass time <laughs> So straight killers. For anybody that's like Oh man He only got like a year and a half And you're right They don't separate bro don't. Those days And I got a story for that fuck. I got a story for that they were, I, yeah, yeah. One time I had gotten arrested I was 16 I got arrested for Not having my insurance On my car Right um, yo, I go into the 52nd Precinct in the Bronx. Yeah, in the Bronx. Bro. Ryer Avenue, right? Yeah. No, bro, they yeah. put me in the cell with these two dudes who still have blood all over them. Mm. Right? Now, I'm in the holding cell with these two dudes, and then I hear the cops talking. These two dudes just murdered like four people. What the fuck? I got arrested for some insurance. <laughs> <laughs> these dudes just murdered four people. And it's still breathing hard. <laughs> I'm 17. <laughs> 17 with these grown ass men. Like, there was no separation. No. They didn't handcuff me like you see in SVU to the desk. <laughs> that didn't happen. Like, stay right here. We'll be with you. You don't no, need to be over there with those just, guys. Just saying that the, that's on a, a micro level. Like you said, prison, there's no separation. You in Gen Pop, you in Gen Pop. Yep. Rap. Like you said, real killers. And that's yeah. and that's where the gang shit really gets crazy. Yeah. Because like you said, people need this protection. And some people are willing some people are scared, scared. Yeah. And they'll be willing to pay any price there is so that they don't have to feel that fear. 
Yeah. And that's what changes people though. Yeah. Because you get people that go inside not one way. They go inside, have to get protection, you know, or they, you know, or, or maybe their cousin or their boy is a part of somebody. Because mm. all the time, do people go in there looking for it? Yeah, no, Sometimes no. it comes to them, because there's stories I've known for a long time with people where it's like, yo, my boy got locked up. That's my man. My brother's in there. He gonna take care of him. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Well, now with him being in there, and he knows that he's your brother's man. Now you just guilty by association. Exactly. So now you got no choice yeah, being able him. to roll with them. And if I'm protecting you, better you better have my and back. You gotta have mine as well. It goes back. back and forth. No, it's yeah. true. But just to go on another level, like you said, from the prisons, also because this always was, you know, mind-boggling to me. Again, why why do people join gangs? It goes back to what the topic we just talked about—the mass incarceration and how they took the the black male out of the household, yeah. the father figure. So growing up in the '80s and '90s, what was it? It was your, most likely again. I was. Blessed to have both my parents in the household, but not everybody, a majority of people didn't have that. You had your dad who was in prison or out in the streets, and you had your mom who was hooked on drugs. Yeah. So you had no family. And I remember I asked, I asked this gang Or dude, even if it was one or the other. Yeah, I asked yeah. this gang dude, like, what, what was it? He was like, well, you know, actually it was my, my wife's cousin. I asked him, he was the same thing. And it was because I have no family. The people out on the block, that was my family. You know what I mean? Exactly. The, the older drug, the drug dealers, they took care of me. They my, took care of you. My mother didn't have no money. She was strung out, and you know they're the ones that got they, me they my gear, me, yeah, yeah. food, yeah, food, everything. Because you know I mean? it's not always just some pair of Jordans. Sometimes yeah. it's food. Yeah, they give you a little knot. You know, go go buy some some groceries it's, for it's, you and your, and your brothers and sisters. And it's, it's guidance. Guidance. Too. Yeah, that's the other it's, thing. It's not always the right guidance, but at least yeah. someone talking but, to you, act like you know they really care about you. In terms of like being right or wrong, it's. I always tell people this with respect to if you're not from a particular environment, it's very, very easy to judge, right? Exactly. Oh, it's there's a easy. It's so there's, easy a, there's a huge difference between living and surviving. Yeah. When you're trying to survive, a lot of these rules and, and, and cultural norms, that shit goes out the window, yo. All of it does. So I think a, everything that you learn, you know, as... as for someone who has not been in situations, I can just only imagine that feeling of them going to prison for the first time. And speaking of, you know, just the prisons and, and, and we're talking about gangs in general, right? Yeah. In 2014, did you know that there was over 33,000 gangs in the United States compiled between street gangs, prison gangs, and motorcycle gangs? I did not know that. That's a lot. God damn. So we, in addition to our guns, drugs, and locking people up, we also we love, love our, our gangs. gangs. Okay, bro, there's gangs everywhere. Gang, gang. Okay, there's <laughs> gangs everywhere. Shit, man. I never got that. But. And what's crazy though is like I and I, but you know what's funny though? Again, I remember growing up in the Bronx where one block was a gang. Even if you had just your own crew, yeah, and yeah. your crew had a name. Like yeah. went back to like the Warriors yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But then like. The very next corner Had a whole nother whole set whole of dudes nother. With a whole nother crew That's what Chicago goes through But that was us Like in the 80s and 90s Yeah But here's something I'm gonna, I'm gonna just 15 Really? Oh we're, wow We're buzzing on, on air Okay well you guys we Have got, to deal with a little bit of ringing Yeah yeah we got <laughs> Did not anticipate that uh, You know Wait didn't we talk about that Like literally just like The, the last episode About how we've never Had a phone call like, On I, air I think it was, Yeah I think it was off air We had the conversation Should really answer it on air but <laughs> smoking ashes, smoking how can ashes. I help you? you know we're closed right now, <laughs> and we're recording, yeah, and we're Thanks. recording. So, um, here's the thing that some people won't readily admit: gangs are kind of cool. 
the same way you mentioned so, this before, I guns are kind of cool. So it's like, no, no, because like, ahead, think about it from a perspective I was, like of. I, said, I, was, right, I, was Lee, such a, I was such Lee, a loner that I never. No, no, got no, 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 but Lee, it wasn't that, that you was a loner. You was an athlete. You you had a different life. Like you were a part of a gang, just different type of yeah. gang. You were a part of teams. Yeah. You went from a summer team to a school team to a prep team to a like a travel team. Like you think, you, think about you, it this you, way. You were on some shit. You were an athlete, bro. Think about when St. Ray's went on the road to play another team and somebody from that other team tried to set it on your band. <laughs> Oh, we what? That's exactly. but there you go there though. You but go. that's the thing college, though. Got them to a couple of no, but I yeah. see. But in high school, dudes yeah. did that shit. I watched the, it. It's the same shit. Oh, these are my people. They try to. That's who y'all was riding people. with. Y'all wear the same jersey. Listen, same I, colors. I get it and all that. But even when I went through my little stretch of being in the streets, I never, th- mm-hmm. I never thought about going to a gang. I just that, again, that was just me. It's not everybody. I never. No, thought no, about no, no. I get that. You know what's funny though? Be honest with you, Yonkers wasn't rampant with gangs. I'm talking about the Bronx. No, but either saying, way, but either oh, yeah, way, Yonkers definitely wasn't. Yonkers wasn't rampant with gangs. Yonkers wasn't about gangs. Not uh, then. Not then. Now, now it's a now different animal. Now yes. I'm talking about then. Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't a thing. You know what I mean? So because think about like all the movies, right? Blood in, blood out. Yo, classic. War, you mentioned it. Warriors. Onda. Yeah, Warriors. Fucking Sons of Anarchy. Little puppy. <laughs> Sons of Anarchy is what I, I to this day the, is my the, favorite show. The Mayans. Like same shit, man. It's all gangs. Yeah, I, I know. I get it. And when we don't, uh, and, and they, the media tries to glamorize these people and separate it from like the, 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 the black and Latino gangs, but the mafia was just one big gang. They were. They just they were, were a gang. They were more organized. Exactly. That's and that's all, all it was. So Sopranos, Godfather, Goodfellas, Casino, these are all gang members. They just don't call, they just had a fancier name. Mafia. Mafia or La Cosa Nostra, but it was just a big ass gang. You know what I'm saying? They just doing had gang shit. They just had suits on. Yeah, doing gang oh, shit. Doing gang shit. Doing yeah. Shit, yeah. Doing gang shit. Two thousand dollars suits on, killing people. Exactly. <laughs> with, with some wingtips, but it's like they were still out there murdering people, pushing drugs, pushing prostitution, Prostit- yeah. uh, uh, illegal booze. Yeah, illegal yeah. booze, gambling. Facts. That's what all these other gangs are doing. The only <laughs> difference is literally they are. Complexion was a little different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Only difference. And like I said, they get glamorized. Numbers, they doing get some guns. It's true, man. Yeah. 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 And You're right about that. Killing sometimes innocent motherfuckers. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, you know what? The one thing that the mafia tried to hang their hat on was they never wanted to kill innocents and women and children. Yeah, yes. they wanted to send a message though. Yeah, different story. No rules. Everybody got it. No <laughs> yeah, rules. and that's what you should throw away, throw the cops off too when those types of murders happen. Because they be like, wait a minute, this is not their style. Mm-hmm. Which would lead to some of them hiring people and making it purposely look that way, yeah. mm-hmm. so it wouldn't be drawn to them. Yeah. Exactly. Blaming on, yeah, somebody else. That does. That's we we don't do that. That was the Sopranos episode. Remember, they were gonna get the black dudes to kill guys from Newark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were gonna kill. Um, what's his face? Um, fuck. Johnny Sack. Sack. Yep. Yeah. And then they changed their mind and they they met the black dudes up under an underpass and killed them. Crazy. (laughs) Crazy man. We gotta do a Sopranos episode. Yeah. Like I I know we talked about like episodes. We we one of my favorites ever. Like. I know we talked about like possibly doing a, a mafia episode, but just Sopranos in general. I think we got to do. That would be cool. Just a, a Sopranos episode. How many seasons were there? Seven, but six was Seems broken like, up into two parts. Gotcha. So it was like. It just they, they, they it stretched out because it, it was seven seasons, but it stretched out like ten or twelve years because they used to take like a year and a half yeah, breaks yeah. in between. And that's kind of why, like, when that's what that, but that's what made me jump on the like when Sons of Anarchy came out. It was year after year. 
Yeah, I mean, so you know, every yeah, September, back back. Yeah, the yeah. new year was coming out. And thank you for putting me on to that show because I was on it mad late. Because I'm like, got on it. dude, so, yeah, it's because here's the thing I'm a motorcycle dude, but I'm a sports bike dude. I never was about the choppers, cruiser and choppers, yeah, and, 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 and the, the leather vests. Like, even though those dinos they they not sport bikes, but they move, they, they, they move. do, they do. It's, it's more so about not necessarily the speed, it's the look, it's the look, yeah. So, I'm, I'm, I've always been a sports bike. I was having this conversation with your brother actually just the, uh, the other day. Um, yeah, so like when I saw the show, I'm just like, hey, okay, you know, some some dirty ass white boys out in California <laughs> with these choppers and leather mm-hmm. vests or whatever. I'm like, okay, yeah, right. but then life. not, but but life. not what you thought, not what I thought at all. And it was just, and that shit is real life. That wasn't no, no, yeah, that exactly, shit was real life. There's but really yo, but the way they they that show line in itself, and not to go too far off topic, but they touched on every type of game that yeah, because they used to intertwine with different games, black, and stuff. brown, cartel. Mm-hmm. White, white because trash. They focused on green. That's yeah. and that's what tra- that's what attaches everything together. The green. Real quick, that's what just really pisses me off about these gangs nowadays. These dudes is killing each other. It's not even over money. They just doing it just because you on my block or hold on. You, you hear that phrase? Color. But you hear that phrase right there? My what? Your block? I'm sorry. The last time I checked, the landlord's last name <laughs> exactly. is Rubenstein. Exactly. Yeah. Facts. I don't get these. And I, I used to say that they're not even gil- killing over money. Like I used to on, say that man. though in the days, like guys, this is not your block. The, the, the other, well, Hove said it. Like, don't. What do you say? Um. Don't kill other dudes. Over a block that you where your mom is renting, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Facts. Yeah. It's exactly. like, you know, what are, what are we doing? The other thing I don't get. This is what really threw me for a loop. Is if I'm a part of X gang, the point is people in X gang have my back. So when we fight Y gang, I got support. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, it's like X gang. We got beef with Oh this other dude An X gang It's like well What's the point of being in a gang Yeah if, if we're all fighting each other we're all fighting each other Yeah yeah It's good Bro it's just gotten out of hand I'm gonna speak about this Go right ahead No 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 Later but not Our next segment Oh no This is the no, segment, no, no, no. segment. No. What, what you rocking with Oh, oh okay. okay There you okay. go Gotcha right. Literally cool. Whoa let's Perfect time well. Perfect time let's, let's just jump into it So we call this segment What you rocking with uh, Where we talk about What we vibing What we feeling And uh, you know What would we just You know Feeling for the for the particular week, so let's get into it. What you rocking with? This is the SNA Live podcast, hosted by Three the Hard Way, and this is Billionaire Blocks. Give us your take on books, business tips, financial, music, whatever you like. Billionaire Blocks inside the SNA Live podcast. <laughs> so back with what you rocking with, Leek? Since you had uh, your joint all. Cocked and loaded, ready to go with the. Hey yo! <laughs> Pause. So, yeah. I went with it's a it's a little it's on topic, it's just a little left. What I'm rocking with is somebody who I think kind of exposed the gang culture. Takashi Six Nine. Why? You, please, please, please elaborate. Yes. <laughs> Listen. Not to you. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. He's, Not to you. Okay. I wouldn't do that to you ever. So, he supposedly was in the gang. All right? I'm not going to say the name. We, we, we all know who he was. And he's on his music, you know, oh, yeah, part, blah, 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 bang, bang, you know, saying all of this. And 
again the, the masses the young the youngsters they're seeing him oh he's cool he's part of a gang they protect him he could do whatever he want not knowing they freaking were extorting him yeah behind behind the scenes so what kind of family are you are you in what kind of gang are you in are your own people extorting you but that goes to the guy who worked in the mailroom that gets arrested for some bullshit and has to do a stint three to six who yeah. n- never had any cred does have no street backing walks into prison like what the fuck yeah man I what mean, is this that was him they took advantage of this but kid. he knew that he was going to talk all this shit and he just had to have somebody have his back because he knew at the end of the day yeah. i can't do this oh, by yeah, myself I'm, I'm, I'm pussy i'm i'm soft but again everybody knows the story man like they they were distorting him having sex with his, his baby moms and what he did at the end of the day <laughs> he was like oh word did exactly what everybody who was not a little 20-something year old Knew exactly what he was going to do exactly. And what he was about it, 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 it was written It was shown what exactly What he was going to do It's not going to last too much longer And it was always the older dudes That always knew that It was just like Yeah, this dude's going to rap Yeah <laughs> You know what I mean? So, again it's just Like he had Snitchy <sighs> McTaddle's hair Written all over him <laughs> All over him All over him All over him Didn't Jay throw it on us? Then they robbed Jay him Then he, They even robbed him yeah. Oh yeah, they kidnapped him. him They kidnapped him They kidnapped, yeah, kidnapped, kidnapped him. him I mean, come on, man What kind of gang is that? So, but again, they let him go on purpose Just so that the word could get out Exactly I mean, they try to make it sound like he escaped. I don't believe they that. They let him go. They let him go. Because if that was real, they would either kill them or get worse than him. But that's just a message to, I mean, I don't know how many young people we have listening to this right now, but this gang shit is bullshit, man. Like, there's no loyalty in that shit. You, he's a perfect example. There's no loyalty in that shit. In his situation. I, I won't go as far as saying that because some of these people sick take this as life. Mm. Some people are lifers into this stuff. Yeah. So, and they, they take stuff on a whole different level they're born into it you know like how you have a third generation mm-hmm. like you know work there's third generation gang members for yeah, real. No, it's real. how so, many of these these guys it's like, it's like it's like two said it's tv4 i'm three generations deep in gangsterdom <laughs> <laughs> it'd it, it be real like that, that. it'd it, it be real it'd be real to some of these people like yeah. that but but, but just you see a lot of these guys get out of jail though and they leave that shit and they go back into the into the hood and they talk about how that is it's, it's again because most good. of those people that did that uh, very few of them did what like guy fisher did and actually better himself to get a doctorate and stuff, but other guys they find religion, and religion yeah. is actually oh wow we are buzzing today. We are closed people, but religion is basically it's another form of yeah that's true yeah, yeah. that's and then there's another. also dudes that just get inside and they realize this shit is all bullshit yeah again I'm I'm talking from my experience I just think that gang shit is just, Yo, just that's anybody okay. anybody that's watching or listening we we closed on Mondays. <laughs> Yeah, that's like I know people who come here and frequent here. And we appreciate every single customer we get. What I'm rocking with is sticking to our fucking schedule, people. Please, I think we are closed on Mondays. I know you guys see us here all the time. You think we sleep here and live here? <laughs> we we don't. We have homes. We do have homes outside of this home. We yes. have houses. So, Rob, what you rocking with? Man? Uh, believe it or not, so to, to stay on to stay on topic, I am actually rocking with uh, something that I know helped me growing up stay. Com- I wasn't completely out of the whole gang life stuff because like I said, it was in my neighborhood. And like I said, we always had neighborhood crews and stuff, but like big ups to youth centers that are still out there. I knew that was where you were going. Because like, you know, without the youth center, my my mom used to be a a program uh, assistant director. And when I tell you there was hundreds of lives that were saved in there. You know, you my, go my pops helped run uh, Claremont Community Center. See, there you guys right. We Washington spoke about that with uh, yeah. one of our throwback editions with the the party with was it Kuhark? Kuhark, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. I remember that. So yeah. again, and again, in my youth center, like uh, Big L, I have the microphone still. Big L performed in my my youth center. Nice. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, I had yeah, my yeah. DJ set up there. Big ups yeah. to my man Odell. Uh, if he's still around, you know what I mean. 
Yeah, he was the he was the neighborhood dude that you know made sure that he, he was a big party promoter. But youth centers were a structure where kids can get away from their problems at home from the hours of three to nine o'clock or whatever your you know your local youth center was. I know mine was three to nine, three to ten, depending on the weekends, and they used to let the older kids play basketball late at night. And like you know, it was always supervised. You always had counselors there for everything, and you go there for your homework. You go there to learn how to play pool. You go out of there to play basketball. Whatever the case is, it just kept you off your block when your block was too much, or it kept you out your house if your house was too much. Because a lot of things that people don't realize, and I think we mentioned that on this series here yeah. or on this set, is that some people actually went to become a part of these things because they were going through shit in their own house. Yeah. yeah, you know, I know yeah. we mentioned things like you know your mom is on drugs or your dad, or whatever. But like, what about kids who were getting beat? Yeah, Kids that were molested. getting molested yeah. You know what I mean So yeah. like There was shit that they ran from And they went for places for protection And that's actually the issue now What happened to all these boys in, in, in girls clubs You don't see that A, a lot, lot of this stuff days. got you So don't see I was that, just man. about to mention You do that. not see that these days man. And it's so it's It ties directly into the mass incarceration In the 80s Reagan pulled a lot of programs yeah. and that's yeah. what the defunding the police thing is mostly about it's not about taking money away from yeah, the cops taking completely. that and putting it's it taking somewhere. some of it into building enrichment programs exactly. to keep the kids out of problems yeah. from when they're young so before that they you get. don't even need the police exactly anymore. and you yep. don't need them to go to prison because yeah. they were raised by either people because i never forget this guy mr johnson this guy literally came out of jail bro he's the first one that got me into lifting weights this dude was about six four he had about two teeth he used to wear a sweatband <laughs> ball head yo he was the best motivator in the world though and he'd been through some shit mm -hmm. and he's got us into weightlifting so i tried found to paint out you got trained by dragonfly jones yo real Where's talk my though. money Paul? <laughs> yo but great dude and I mean, listen this was i was 12. i'm talking about him till today over 30 years ago, right? 30 yeah, years ago, yeah, I dated yeah, 30. myself. 30? Yeah, 30. Yeah, 30. Shit, almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah you just turned 41, Jesus, right? Yeah, so almost 30 yeah. years ago. I'm still talking about the guy. Yeah. But again, he was an ex-con who came told, like, yo, don't do this. This shit is not, this is that. Nope. Nope. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. We don't have enough Been of that there, these days. Did man. that. Nope. Yeah. Can't. Nope. Kids, and, 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 and I can speak from experience. And that's what it was. Like, when he was telling you that, it wasn't like, I'm on, I'm like, some, like, cornball dude. No, I went through that. I went through the system. And a lot of the people that were part of these youth centers and part of youth centers in general, they 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 have some type of outside experience. Yeah, so you know, that's what I'm rocking with, man. I would love to see a resurgence. I know us as collectives, you know, we share same you know a mentality when it comes to that as the three of us. You know what I mean? With our aspirations, exactly. And 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 we need more people out there. If our voice does get out there, man, listen. If you got the means to do it, man, try to put into your local neighborhoods, man. Because listen, the only way to start saving or stopping the problem is stop stopping it from when it starts. And it's Before it even starts. When it's yeah. young, it's yeah. prevention. It's like you can't find prescription. Was it pre prevention over prescription? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's the same thing when it comes to to the streets and the kids in the future be proactive not react. yeah man stop letting young thug raise our kids <laughs> no it's true and little this and little that just just little, yeah. little skinny jeans just just give back man give yeah, back and definitely. real quick uh conway i'm sorry i, I touched no, that's right. good, good. you had you had said this um statement years ago when we first started uh just really politic with business you had said the statement first you learn and you earn and you return yeah you yeah. know and that's a part of the process that a lot of people need to take that and adapt to their own livelihoods like when use your life experiences figure things out Definitely. you know what i mean turn it into something that's is prosperous for yourself but always know that when it is prosperous and that could be knowledge it doesn't necessarily yeah. have to be you know uh financial yeah definitely you know and then find a way how to give that back 
And big shout out to my goddaughter because I had had a conversation with my goddaughter Conway, mm. and I had told her that that same phrase. Mm. And I got a picture from my cousin the other day. Mm. Her yearbook, her senior yearbook caption yeah. has "First you learn, then you earn your return," oh, wow. and she had my name on it. That's real. That she cool. gave me little chills right now. Look That's, on air, I got yeah, I got I got yeah. goosebumps right now That's on air. Real cool. So I was like, wow. So, but again, see how it stuck to somebody. Yeah, yeah. Young minds are impressionable, man. Yeah, man. You'd so, be surprised what they what they remember. So my bad, I ran the mill with that, but please nah, get cool. back to your local cool. neighborhoods, man. Yeah, but Conway, yeah. what are you rocking with, bro? So it's so funny that Leek brought up uh, Takashi because my what what I'm rocking with this week is the anti Takashi, which and I and Leek, I gotta thank you because I didn't give the album the chance it deserved, and then when I really started listening to it, I was like, damn, Leek was right, man, this shit is fire. And that's Victory Lap by Nipsey Hussle. Yes, oh, you finally listened to the whole album? No, this is a couple years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I've, been, I've been playing that album. It's like, a classic, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, he just, he was the prime example. That's why I said he's the anti Takashi. He was the prime example of somebody who, once again, generationally, yeah. he grew up, it was the rolling 60s uh, Crips out in LA. And he was, he never shied away from the fact that he was a, a member, but he used that that platform that he got to do his rap career and said, yeah, this is what I, I went through, but Hot. this is not necessarily the thing to do. Exactly. And I'm going to put you on to game in terms of like what the real game what is. Supposed to be doing. Like not this whole block shit. This, this, this millionaire shit, yeah, this money shit, this, the, like what, what the, what the corporate gangs yeah. are doing and putting you on to like the real game. And then don't get like distracted by the bullshit that happens in our neighborhoods because while we're distracted with that shit, mm-hmm. everybody else around is getting rich, man. Getting rich, dude. That video, I can't remember which song it was though. When he's like, fucking going to that uh, million dollar list and looking at a house, and he freaking got his shirt off with his tats on. Looking oh, like oh that's when his thug. wife is going to do that. Lauren London comes down. He's um, the data. Double she, up. She's double, double up. Double up. Double up. up. Yep. Yeah. That video is so fucking inspirational. Man. Yeah. Just I love that video. Dude from the hood, but I'm out here in Malibu. They were somewhere freaking buying a yeah. two million dollar house. Yeah. No, yeah. that was that was inspirational on a whole other level. Definitely. Definitely. So yeah, man. So, R.I.P. Nipsey, man. Yes, sir. That, that dude was definitely. Again, it's, it's, definitely it's, it's another sad situation where you got another positive individual who can help change the yeah. narrative, and then miraculously, to some people's delight, you know, he disappears. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, I don't find that as coincidence nah, all the time either, because like he he just his message was too strong. Yeah. During the time where people were still like remember they ain't buying music but they're streaming the fuck out of it yeah and they're listening and they're really listening yeah. and this is content is king nowadays and he yeah. had a lot of it yeah, so people did. were listening and he had people's ears and i don't know maybe you know you remember episode two you know how i go uh conspiracy there is yeah. yeah. you know. definitely something behind that. definitely definitely so that brings us to the conclusion of this episode we appreciate you joining us on this journey uh you can find us on all uh social media outlets uh, we are on instagram on Facebook uh, We're also now A part of the One Institution Media uh, As we stated before So you can find us On all of their uh, On their platform uh, Go to our link tree Our link uh, tree has everything uh, yeah. Attached Everything from our Spotify Google Apple Playlist Castos uh, Please go to our Castos uh, Link yeah. and, and subscribe You can catch us on YouTube as well Correct um, Whether it be Our YouTube channel um, or, or OIM's Yeah OIM's YouTube channel as well And in the words of Shirley Chisholm, if they don't give you a seat at the table, bring a folding chair. We out. Peace. Peace.
You have just listened to the SNA Live experience. We want to thank you for tuning in with us. We'll be back with another episode. Go.